Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, everyone. This is your main man of the half an hour to 30 minutes, maybe 22 minutes, depending on how well I do on this podcast for tonight. Uh, you can find me on Spotify as Andre's Podcast and, and uh, Crazy Dre uh, Podcast Show. Uh, you can also find me on Apple Podcasts. I am also um, have my other distribution center from Browse Sprouts. They also help out with uh, distributing my uh, podcast itself. Uh, you can also reach me at Crazy Dre Podcast Show at gmail dot com. Uh, that's a way for anyone that wants to uh, make any comment or information or anything, an opinion about this podcast. Uh, let's get to the show story for the first time. First listeners, uh, people that needed a kind of recourse of what I'm doing. I created this podcast for uh, for myself. I did it for a way to communicate with other people with some uh, uh, disabilities. Um, again, long story short, I was born with a disability, with a stroke. I probably was abandoned at the same time. Um, my birth mother uh, gave me up right away. Well, I don't think she uh, actually gave me up. I think she... Uh, left me in a box in an apartment complex and people heard me cry and so I think I may I may have had a malnutrition and then had a seizure and then a stroke and then my left my left hand side is a condition of some form of palsy or actually a stroke um, symptom um, I have a very difficult time pronouncing words sometimes or names that I just doesn't register in my brain. Uh, I do have some speech impairment for that reason. Uh, let's see here. My whole left side is weaker than my right side. My left hand is kind of crumbled up into a, like a wobbly piece of bone that isn't really connected to the rest of my body. Um, I can move my fingers a little bit on my left hand, but not significantly that well. Um, but the reason why I created this podcast, I did it because I don't really hear a lot of people like me talking about their disability. I know there's a lot of people out there that do podcasts that also sometimes are not, um, they weren't born with a disability. There were uh, something bad happened to them through the service of the, of the military or car accident, and their perspective on their life is totally changed. Where my perspective of my life is, I've always has been the same. So I have well, the only way of seeing my seeing what goes through the world and what's going through everyone's mind is through the eyes and ears of my own, and. And I really don't have that. I really don't know what to explain on this episode. I think I am going to talk about uh, my prudential of having a a drinking problem. Maybe I uh, I've been someone that in my younger youth, in my twenties, got um, pretty intoxicated. Uh, Made a couple dumb moves in my time at restaurants or bars with my friends. 
I I fell asleep a couple times standing up at a bar. Um, you know, stuff like that. And I think when I was in my 20s, I always wanted to was, uh, uh, keep up with, with my friends. And, I mean, I'm tell you what. I mean, my friends at the time were a lot taller, a lot uh, larger. They had at least maybe 80 pounds over me. They could consume more alcohol. Um, I guess a lot of times the reason why I would tell you this is that people like me, you know, when we're not progressing that well in our life, in our economic life or financial life, and we graduate from high school without any game plan in place, and we were, and I was supposed to be someone that would be working at a, at a linen factory, rental place, for the rest of my life. Uh, the only thing I had to live for is go out with, with my friends, and go drinking. And I would go downtown, and and after work I would clean up and go to my friend's house about seven or eight o'clock and he was there with his girlfriend at the time and he had a, a daughter at the time and we I would basically we would cook and I would bring alcohol and then we would leave the house by ten thirty ten o'clock. Now I really don't know how he got away with it with his girlfriend, but it seemed generally acceptable. And he was 21, and I was 20, but I got into bars because of him and my other friends. And then time went by, and my alcohol became more of a issue. And I just didn't know how to say stop. I didn't know how to say stop or no thanks to my friends because if they were drinking, I should be drinking too. But my body would tell me to stop drinking. So that in itself saved me where my mouth would just reject alcohol. Just the smell of alcohol. After so many drinks, my mouth would just kind of like, no, this is enough. I'm done. And and that probably in itself saved my life in, in a way. But that didn't really stop me from continuously drinking. Uh man, I'll tell you what. I went over to uh I have nothing I had nothing to do. Uh one of my friends uh had some life changing problems with his girlfriend or his wife. Um uh, the other guy that I used to hang out with a lot he invited me to another person's house where he worked at uh, a shipping um, retail packaging company. And and I had nothing to eat. And then one drink after another, and I just basically threw up. And then from that time on, I kind of lost my friends. Because my, my drinking got to a point where where I would I would not be a good time. I'd be in a situation where I w- people would have to babysit me. 
And the reason why that is is because, you know, I'm smaller. I got this weird hand going. And my friends felt like they had to be responsible for my for my behavior. And they bailed me out. They bail me out a lot of times at the bars. And when I got super intoxicated at the last time at a, someone's house and threw up on the couch, that was kind of the end of that friendship, I guess. I guess it, I guess that's how it kind of ended, my friendships. Because not only would I get intoxicated I would start to speak the truth about things in life and situations that I saw my friends in so if I didn't like his girlfriends or my friends girlfriends I would kind of be a dickhead about it and I was a dickhead and I would you know challenge her or them with thoughts and ideas of 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 you're not cool enough, you're not black enough, you're whatever reason. And I'm remember I'm a little white guy who's five five, five four. And and I just you know, I think drinking replaced my feelings that I knew that I was alone. And and when someone like me who is disabled or looked disabled and my social skills and my financial uh, prospect isn't really what women are looking for. Then it put me in a situation where I was just kind of like in a time zone of being like 22 or something within my 20s, even though I was getting older and older. So by the time that my friendships ended with my friends who were actually good friends that looked out for me that ended when I was about 33 years old and I really have never made any good contacts with those guys ever again and there's other reasons why I didn't like their their attitudes but a lot of that attitude that I'm talking about is my problem with, with loneliness and drinking and and just drinking made it easier for me to not focus on my pathetic life. You know, I today now I go out drinking and have a couple of beers, but I could tell that I don't want to go home. So I never. So as soon as I go out and have a have a couple of drinks. And watch a football game, and after the football game's over with, I would seriously go to a bar that's really close to my apartment and walk there. So I didn't have to drive. But the thing is, you know, the thing is, like, I try to reach out to people at bars who are not my friends, and I almost invite myself to their social platform or their social uh, space. So even if, for example, I was talking to a kid who's just graduated from college and 
and he works at the Viando Institution Center or clinic, and they do they're a it's a place where they do the studies on different types of cancer and different types of diseases and and they're basically scientists and just to create a conversation with someone else besides my own head is something that a lot of people don't really understand that when men or with my case it's really difficult for people to actually take me seriously they just don't think that my brain capacity has any ethical or moral outlook in life I think they really think I'm really into just imagination or dream daydreaming or something that's not even political or in today's uh, present news times or anything like that. So I was also talking to another two guys, and these two guys were uh, uh, trucking. Um, contractors so they would sell the trucks and the parts to different companies and make sure that that company was happy with the truck that they sold and it was funny is like i wear different baseball hats like right now i'm wearing a st louis cardinals hat and i'm a diehard detroit tiger fan but i love baseball in some ways i i you would use sports in a way to just have conversations with people. And and it was just so weird that here I'm having a conversation with two guys from Texas. These two guys were uh, talking about the industry, of uh, the trucking industry, and, and I got into a little conversation with that. And then we got a little conversation about politics, about Ukraine and and Russia. And that type of things about life in general is something that I don't have a lot of people to talk to you about. And I know people say you should never talk about politics at the bars or anywhere that's a social environment. But I just don't understand why why that's such a bad thing to do. But again, what I'm getting at is that here I'm at the bar and here I'm having a drink and I had another drink and then I walked home. But the fact that I never wanted to go home is something that's very draining in my conscience. It's like it's okay for me to be alone during the day but it's not okay for me to be alone when it's like when I go out and have a drink or two. And that hits my subconscious like a brick house. And so when I'm not drinking, I don't mean having conscious thought about having that significant other next to me, not having that girlfriend or or anybody around me. But it's it's so so fascinating that that I've have come to the conclusion that eventually I will stop drinking 
and we'll just go out to restaurants and eat food, and hopefully I create a conversation with people at the bar. And that's one thing about being single is that I'm always at the bar. So when I eat, I'm not, I'm not at the table, I'm at the bar. And that in itself creates a better opportunity for me to talk to different people. And I don't know how to explain to able-bodied people. I do hear a lot of able-bodied people complaining about women have clothes and 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 they're showing their 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 goods on TikTok or Instagram. And then you and then you see a bunch of these forty year old guys who probably got divorced and don't see their kids as, as much. And they have this lingering, lingering moment of this is why I'm single, because I don't I want the peace and quiet. And maybe it's true, maybe you do want that peace and quiet. But I just don't understand why you're giving up. I don't understand why you're not pursuing something that you want. And you know what? And women are putting, I think the perspective of men who are trying to date women who are 25 is, yeah, women who are in their, tw- in their 20s are looking for a guy that will somewhat financially support them. And women in their 40s, I think they're looking for a guy that is complement to their lifestyle, someone who's able to understand their their frustrations and their and understand what it's like to be um divorced. And divorcees actually work better together. And I'm telling you, I just don't just don't get why these people are just so flustered by being alone. And a lot of these guys will tell you, oh, I'm not flustered. I'm completely happy that I don't have an ex-wife to talk to. And I'm completely happy that I don't have to integrate with people or women who are not going to respect me. But they're always on TikTok talking about it. Like, I'm not on TikTok talking about it. I just don't understand it. If you don't want to be alone, then pursue someone your age group and actually ask her on a date. And, in, and you know what? I guess in some ways, I have to do the same thing. I have to, like, who cares? Who cares if she says no? I have talked to more women within the last six months, no, three months that I moved down here than I have my whole life. And these women are completely strangers. I have no idea where they're coming from. I don't know who they are. I talked to them at the bars. I had a great conversation with a with a woman who was meeting her her boyfriend on a date, and and I was sitting there again drinking by myself, and I was astonished that I was able to be able to speak to her. As as an adult, and and it just dawned on me that she was giving me compliments about my being able to keep a conversation. 
And she was telling me that I should have a professional uh, photographer so that I can use it on tic- on Tinder or other other websites. And it just, you know, it was so it was so surreal and it was, actually it was really cool. I would I was like, "Yes, like this is really going well." Even though I knew she wasn't there for me, and even though that she gave me a compliment, which was a nice compliment, not to be over flabbergasted or not thinking that I was going to ask her on a date or she was going like, oh, I like you more. I'm going to just start talking to you and and go out with you. But the one thing that that guy did have, he brought all his friends and his friend's girlfriend's wife, which I thought was pretty either cool or really weird where she arrived alone waiting for him and he brought all his friends to meet her and it was kind of like to see if she was being accepted in her in that group in itself but what he had is what I don't have and that's that I don't have a supporting cast of friends to make me look good or make me look decent it's just me and the weird thing about it is that any girl that's going to meet me and have a thought and idea to to date me, she's going to wonder where all my friends are or where my people are or where my family is because it's just me. I do have family that lives 20 minutes away from here, but it's not like we're close. Like we're hanging out with together and we're socializing. It, we just don't have that type of family. I just don't. And and I guess I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like if you are a person who's lonely and you allow your drug of choice to fill that loneliness, you're not alone. We all do that. We're all creatures of habit. We all pretend to be happy. But we're really not. We're complaining about the other sex, but we're not changing. The best thing that ever happened to me was that maybe I lost all my friends because of my bad attitude. And maybe I moved downtown so that I could actually learn how to have a conversation with the opposite sex or people my age group, like, like an adult. So. This is dedicated to all the lonely people out there who are basically somewhat um, um, alcoholic, um, some form of drug addiction, or some form of of a, a person who is able to function as an alcoholic, but they're not happy. And I'm not really that happy. I'm positive but maybe maybe i need to learn how to to go to restaurants and not bars and sit at a bar and talk about sports then i just should just go to a restaurant at a later time and eat something 
and watch maybe the second half of the game or anything on TV. But just bumping into people is, it's really saved me. It really has. Being around people and enjoying their company is, is far better than being around people that you see every day that totally ignore you at the bar. So if you're that guy that goes to your regular bar or your favorite bar all the time and you talk to the same people about the same thing and you wonder why you can't meet other people or other women, it's because you need to stop drinking at the same bar or stop, or you need to stop drinking or you need to drink a lot less. And that's what I have to do. So I can go days, maybe weeks without drinking, and then I go into a little binger. But that has to stop. Eventually, I'm just not going to have... Eventually, drinking isn't really healthy for you. But saying that, I'm hoping that this show, this episode, gives a lot of people out there a lot of disabled people and able people, especially men, the ability to take the next step. And I'm going to leave you at that. Uh, you can always find me on Spotify as Andre's Podcast, Crazy Dre Podcast Show. That's the name of the podcast. For some reason, Spotify sees me as Andre's Podcast. Um Apple has my podcast. It's Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Uh, other um, podcasts are through com. So they're helping out distributing my my podcast. I know my podcast isn't that fun or great, but it's a good conscious thought about talking about life in general so i'm gonna leave you at that uh i hope everyone has a good night uh i'm gonna finish watching this san fran and and the los angeles rams game all right peace and love i'm out